Crossroads, we're continuing this series that we've called Seven, and here's the thing. We're continuing on today with the deadly sin of wrath, all right? Now listen, we all have those things that trigger us, that make us angry, and wrath is something that is really important to discuss because it is also deadly in that it can kill your soul. And here's the thing, over the course of this series, we've already realized that pride, it isolates me from God. That really is the root of where all these other sins grow out of. There's this concept that greed consumes my heart, takes me away from the path that God wants me to be on by being consumed with the things of this world. We've talked about lust, how that also just consumes my soul and blinds me to what God has really called me to and living the life that he wants me to live. Last week, we talked about sloth, and we realized that sloth, it doesn't matter if you're just indifferent and lazy or if you are absolutely fanatical about something, sloth doesn't care which end of the spectrum you land on. Sloth, all that it cares about is that you're aiming at the wrong target, and I find it really interesting that after we talked about sloth last week and realized that we got to make sure our lives are pointed at the right target and that we can't be consumed by distractions, I find it extraordinarily interesting, you guys, that almost Almost every distraction in life was eradicated this week. Am I right? All right. No more sports. I mean, these memes going around are pretty funny, like day two without sports. There's a lady sitting on my couch. I realize she's my wife. I mean, that's pretty funny. You got to be honest. But all of these distractions are being rooted out of our lives. And before we dive into this concept of wrath today, I want to encourage you to think about something really important. For the next 30 days, uh, at least in our local community, we're going to be focusing on our physical health, right? Schools are starting to shut down. Things are starting to change. And we're going to, you know, see what unfolds here over the next few weeks. I want to challenge you with something. As much as we are focusing on our physical health for the next 30 days, how about we lean into this and make these next 30 days days that we focus on our spiritual health with just as much emphasis as we do our physical health? How about we make it our challenge to lean into who Jesus is and what he's speaking into our lives and take this opportunity to jump to the next level in our faith? You guys, we have a lot of time on our hands because a lot of distractions have been taken out of our lives. Let's focus. Let's make these next four weeks count. Let's lean into who Jesus is, who he's calling us to be. Let's focus on our spiritual health because at the end, that has eternal ramifications. That matters and God is calling you. I think God sets us up in these, in these moments to get our attention, and we have an opportunity to draw close to him. So don't miss this opportunity to truly lean into who God is and who he's calling us to be. Let's take this opportunity to draw close to Jesus. Now, we're diving into this concept of wrath today, a deadly sin, because when wrath is left unchecked in our hearts, when we are consumed by fierce anger, bitterness, hatred and revenge. I want you to know that unequivocally these things are building a wall. They are becoming a barrier between you and your relationship with God, all right? When these things are left unchecked in your life, wrath, anger, bitterness, revenge will absolutely consume you. And that's why this sin is so deadly, because it consumes your heart 
and it builds a wall between you and your relationship with God. Now, ironically, and honestly, painfully, the contrary virtue that we see to wrath is patience, all right? Who wants to talk about patience? I mean, that's the worst if you're a pastor. God, please don't make me preach on patience because he's gonna bring things into my life personally that cause me to be patient, you know? Great, God, I have to preach on patience. What are you gonna do to me this week? Oh, you're gonna take away all sports? Fantastic, thank you, God. Oh, now my kids are in my house with me for the next four weeks. Congratulations. Winner, 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 right? What? I have to fight people for toilet paper now? I mean, we are all going to be learning about patience, all right? It's, it's something that's right now front and center. We've got to be patient. And so when we talk about this concept of wrath, when we talk about this, this idea that we can become consumed by anger that is unchecked, Resentment and bitterness that grows roots in our hearts. Being consumed by revenge for the hurt that has been inflicted on me. Man, it's really important that we can love others the way that God loves us. And not lose sight of who God is calling us to be. So we don't allow these things to become a barrier between us and our relationship with God. The beatitude that we're focusing on this week is Matthew 5, 9. Jesus says this in his Sermon on the Mount. He says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are the peacemakers. The peacemaker is the one who takes that first step towards reconciliation. That, that, that peacemaker is the one that takes the first step toward restoration. The peacemaker is that one that makes things right, not only with the people in our lives, but with God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Now, this is a really important concept, and it's important enough that Jesus, after listing off his Beatitudes at the beginning of Matthew chapter 5, he continues on this concept of anger because it really is important. And when we consider it as one of the deadly sins, it's really, really important that we get a handle on this so we don't have a wall in our life that there's a barrier between us and our relationship with God. Jesus speaks to this later on in Matthew chapter 5 when he says this, you have heard that our ancestors were told you must not murder. If you commit murder, you are subject to judgment. I mean, that's obvious, right? Okay, we don't kill people, true. Now, he says, but I say, if you are even angry with someone, you are subject to judgment. If you call someone an idiot, you are in danger of being brought before the court. And I got to be honest, I find myself guilty there sometimes. We've got to watch our mouths, right? That's actually my love language is sarcasm. That's actually how I tell people that I love them. You're such an idiot. That's what I say. I got to change that, all right? I'm guilty. And if you curse someone, you are in danger of the fires of hell. See, this gets serious real quick because this is all about harboring anger that is unchecked. Bitterness, resentment, hatred, revenge. This is what's consuming this person who is living this way. You're in danger of the judgment of hell. He says, so if you are presenting a sacrifice at the altar in the temple and you suddenly remember that someone has something against you, there is a relationship that is broken in your life. There is a relationship that is needing restoration or reconciliation. There is an offense. If you realize that there's any relationship like that in your life, leave your sacrifice there at the altar. Go and be reconciled to that person. Then come and offer your sacrifice to God. Boy, this is a really important concept. Jesus is saying unequivocally, listen, 
Your sacrifice is important. When you come to the altar, when you make your sacrifice, when you come before the presence of God and begin to worship him, when you walk into the presence and enter into the presence of Jesus, you begin talking with Jesus and you realize that there is an offense. There is a relationship that is broken. The concept that Jesus is teaching us here is before you go any farther in that prayer or in that moment of worship, go make that relationship right. Root out any even hint of resentment or anger or bitterness that leads to hatred and revenge. Don't allow that to, to build roots in your heart. It's important enough that you need to just leave what you're doing. Drop what you're doing right now and go make that right. That's only possible if I can be patient if I can choose to love others with the same love that God has for me, if I can choose to turn my back on any anger, bitterness, resentment, or, or hatred in my heart. It's the only way that that works. I mean, what we learn here is that in order for me to reflect God, to become more like Jesus, I must reject wrath. I can't be holding on to offenses. I can't harbor resentment and anger and bitterness in my heart. I've got to make sure that I am right with God and right with the people in my life. Wrath, it, it destroys your soul. Paul speaks this in Romans 12. This is powerful. He says, don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. I mean, that's a sermon in and of itself right there. Don't just pretend to love others. Don't give it lip service. Don't just fake it. Don't just say the right things. Really love them. Put your love into action. Do whatever it takes to make sure that everything is right. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. And here's where he hits hard because this gets painful. He says, bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. That seems like an impossible prayer. Think about that. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. And that is exactly opposite what our culture would say. You know, if someone hits you, hit them back harder. Jesus is saying, the person that's persecuting you, the person that's making your life a little bit difficult, pray that God would bless them. Oof, that turns everything on its head. That's difficult. And yet what we learn here is that while wrath is consumed by hatred, there's no way I would play, pray a blessing on the person who has persecuted me, that person who has offended me. Patience focuses on reconciliation. See, this is really, really important. That we are willing to truly be patient with others that we are truly willing to love them the same way that God loves us. Never, ever forget that God has been extraordinarily patient with you, all right? He has shown each and every one of us mercy and grace that we simply don't deserve. He loves us with an extravagant love. And I think a lot of times we have to remember, you know, God loves the people that I know. God loves the people that I don't know, okay? God loves the people that I love, and he even loves the people that I don't. And when we consider the reality that everyone on this planet is made in the image of God and is dearly and deeply loved by him, we've got to be willing to have it in our heart to have moments of reconciliation. 
and to realize that this is the first step in overcoming anger and wrath and bitterness in my life. I need to do my best to make things right. Here's the problem. And I want to go over here for a second because what we have today is a wall here, okay? We've got a wall that's been built here out of huge blocks, expensive blocks, first-class blocks, okay? Uh, what I want to illustrate, though, today is this. is, Man, you guys, when I harbor anger or resentment or bitterness in my heart, I'm building a wall. I am creating a barrier between me and my relationship with God. And Ephesians chapter 4 says something really powerful, really profound, that you can't allow the devil to even get a foothold in your life. Not, not anything close. Because when he gets that foothold in your life, that foothold, it builds roots. It starts to grow deeper and deeper, and it's harder to root out. And if I'm not able to forgive and to love others the way that God loves me, if I'm not willing to put the work in to reconcile relationships that are broken, if I allow anger and bitterness to grow roots in my heart, that anger and that wrath, it really does become a barrier between me and my relationship with God. And I challenge you today, don't let an offense or a hurt become a barrier between you and your relationship with God. Do your best to be patient and to, to lead the way with the love that God has shown you. That's the way he's called us to love others. It's the lifestyle that he's called us to live, and it's in that lifestyle that you truly have freedom. I mean, Paul continues on. He says, be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. That means stop thinking you're better than everybody else, right? Lean into these relationships. Lean into the people that God's placed into your life. He says, and don't think you know it all. Some of you guys are elbowing the neck people next to you. you know, I know on, online you're watching at home, everybody's looking at their spouse right now. I get it, I get it. Okay, never pay back evil with more evil. That's how our human nature is wired, right? That's not how we're supposed to treat others. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable, that there is something different in you, that Jesus is alive and has changed you. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Do everything you possibly can, everything in your power to live at peace with the people that God has placed in your life. What we learn from this section of Scripture is that while wrath is consumed by bitterness, patience focuses on relationship. See, God teaches us the greatest commandment is to love him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. That second greatest command, which is right up there by number one, is love your neighbor as yourself. Again, your neighbor is not just, you know, the people you know or the people you don't. It's not just the people you love. It's the people you don't. It's the people that try your patience. It's the people that have maybe hurt you or offended you. And sometimes, you guys, that goes deep. And you hold on to these offenses for years. And you realize, man, that offense is wearing me down. The longer I hold on to this offense, the bigger this wall is getting between me and God. My inability to forgive others the way that God has forgiven me is, is making me lose sight of who God is and who he's calling me to be. It's, it's a wall. 
it's keeping me from, from being who God has called me to be and to knowing him and loving him and experiencing that relationship that he longs for me to have. It's broken my relationship with God. And it's all because of my unwillingness to forgive others the way that I've been forgiven, to love others the way that God loves me. It's my unwillingness to truly just be patient and to not allow myself to be consumed by anger, resentment, and bitterness. They say this, this is the common phrase about bitterness. Bitterness is like uh, drinking poison and hoping the other person dies. I mean, that's, that's kind of the analogy for bitterness. I was talking with someone not too long ago who had experienced such a painful situation and just an awful situation uh, with someone in their past. And for years they had held on to this offense, so much so that in bringing it up, there was a very emotional response. I said, is there any way to forgive in your heart? I just don't know if that's possible, they said. And I said, well, what is this person doing today? I mean, are they local? Are they around? This person died a year ago. And I had that moment of just honest discussion with this person. I'm saying, you're telling me that your life right now is consumed by bitterness and hatred. And this person isn't even alive anymore. That's the roots that grow with anger, resentment, bitterness, and hatred. They are roots that will destroy your soul. As I, as I walked through that process with that person, and we came to a moment where this person was able to forgive and immediately experience freedom from that rage and that hatred and that just desire for revenge. God did something pretty extraordinary there. And that was possible because there was a choice made to forgive like we've been forgiven and to love the way that we've been loved. Sometimes relationships are forever changed, forever damaged, trust is broken, I understand that. But only you can decide to forgive and let go. And a lot of times we hold on to these offenses and they ruin our soul. I encourage you to let go of that offense. Draw close to God, he'll draw close to you. Ask him for wisdom, ask him for power, ask him for strength, he'll give it to you. But let go of that anger, let go of the bitterness, let go of, of the hatred, because it's building a wall between you and your relationship with God. The final piece in Romans 12, Paul finishes this, this section by saying this, Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge, I will pay them back, says the Lord. I feel like, I mean, Allstate has that phrase, you're in good hands with Allstate. I feel like with God, you're in much better hands. If you need to have revenge, just say, God, could you handle this for me? I mean, I think God can handle that. I think he's going to be okay. Let God take the revenge that is necessary. He says, instead, <clears throat> if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Well, that part sounds good. I like that. Verse 21 says, don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. Man, that's a really powerful challenge. Do not let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. While wrath is consumed by revenge, patience focuses on restoration. 
loving others the way that God loves me, forgiving others the way that God has forgiven me. That's what restoration looks like. You think about the love that Jesus led with when, while we were still his enemies, while we were still sinners, he died for us. You talk about being a peacemaker, making the first move to make things right. That's what Jesus did for you and for me. I challenge you today to lead the way with patience. Don't allow anger and wrath to build roots in your heart. Wherever there is resentment, wherever there is bitterness, wherever there is hatred, you've got to root that out. Because you guys, if you don't root that out, it's becoming a huge barrier between you and your relationship with God. And I'm not content to have a barrier between me and my relationship with God. I have to ask you this question today as we come to a close. I ask you this. Is there wrath in my heart that is preventing me from reflecting Jesus? Would you just consider that for a moment? Is there wrath in my heart that is preventing me from reflecting Jesus? Because if there's something there, if there's an offense that needs to be made right, if there's a relationship that's broken, if you've been harboring that anger and that resentment and it's turning into bitterness and hatred in your life, it is building a wall between you and your relationship with God and you guys. You need to get that wall out of there. You need to take a sledgehammer right now in your heart and you need to knock that wall down. Do you hear me? You got anger in your heart? a relationship that's broken, guys, that's a barrier between you and your relationship with God. Knock it down. Knock that wall down. Just get rid of it and say, no, that's not who I'm going to be. I'm not going to have a barrier between me and my relationship with God. You guys, it begins with being that peacemaker. Man, it says in, Roman, in Matthew 5, 9, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called Children of God, that is who you are. You are his child. You are dearly and deeply loved by God. Don't allow wrath to consume your soul. Don't allow your anger and your bitterness and your hatred to build that barrier between you and God. It's time to knock down that wall. I want to close today by asking you this question. Who is God asking you to make peace with? Who is God calling you to take that first step and have reconciliation? What relationship needs to be restored? Because patience really is about loving others the way that God loves you. It's about forgiving others the way that God has forgiven you. Don't harbor wrath in your heart. Don't allow that to become a barrier between you and your relationship with God. Who is it that you need to make peace with today? Jesus, I thank you today for who you are and for the incredible love that you have for us. God, I ask that you would just draw near to us today and keep our, our hearts tender to who it is that you are and who it is that you are calling us to be. I ask today, God, that for everyone who is watching this online, everyone who is here in this room today, everyone at each of our campuses, God, that if there is a relationship that has come to each and every person's mind, that you would help us to each be willing to lead the way to step out in faith and be willing to be a peacemaker. To be willing to pull up those roots of anger and resentment and bitterness that we harbor in our hearts. 
to surrender those emotions, to surrender those feelings to you, Jesus, and to knock down that barrier that has been separating us from you. God, you are good, and you call us your children. We live into that today as we surrender these relationships, these feelings to you. We love you and we give you praise. And we pray this in your name. Amen. As we close here today, we are going to be singing a song together. And it's about the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. It's the love that God has for you today. And I just want to challenge you today. Whoever he's placed on your heart, would you take that step? Would you just let that relationship go? If there's an offense, if there's something that needs to be made right, go to that person, ask for forgiveness, make things right. Walk in freedom, walk in joy, tear that wall down. Would you join us today in singing this song? And if you need to talk with God, just where you're at today, whether you're at home watching this, whether you're at our campuses, whether you're here today live, take some time, surrender this relationship to Jesus and draw close to him.